Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. This is your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got Jay Beaverton and the Irish Giant. Hey, guys. Thanks for, thanks for coming to the show. So again, we're going to talk about beards. We're going to talk a little bit about brews. We are going to sample a beer, and then we are going to have a cocktail that's made out of bourbon. We're going to reverse the order a little bit here. So we're going to do bourbon first, then beards, and then we'll talk about our beer we're going to have. So uh, Memorial Day is around the corner. It's supposed to be summer. It's, uh, it's not summer here in Virginia. It's like 50 and cloudy and it's raining for three days. I wish. Yeah, yeah it's, here's it's nice in Florida. It was right 95 now, it's today. Yeah. It's raining now, but yeah, it was like 95 or 100 today. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty damn warm. So we are going to have sometime cocktails. I asked the guys to get their favorite Memorial Day drinks. Anyone want to shoot out and go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Mine is, and I don't. People may say it's kind of cliche or whatever, but I like a really good Lynchburg lemonade. Two reasons: one, it, it was supposedly invented the year that I was born. Uh, you can look it up on your own. And uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I like, I love everything that's in it. And then you just bring everything together. So, and, and it's super easy to be. You don't have to worry about like the ratio of everything. It's just it's a one to one to one to four, and that's it. So you know, you got your equal parts of the whiskey of your choice traditionally would be Jack Daniels, hence the name Lynchburg out of Lynchburg, Tennessee. It's where the Jack Daniels distillery is. The one part of, we'll say, just whiskey, one part triple sec, one part of your sour mix, and one part lemon lime soda. I don't do sour mix myself. I like to, to change it up a little bit and do triple sec. That's just me. And I also personally like to bump up the amount of booze. And so the one-to-one-to-one, I do a two-to-one-to-one because I like my drinks to, you know, taste like liquor. But if you want something sweeter, you want something refreshing, you want to, you know, have a couple while you're out there in the grill and not get too screwed up too fast, then I would just keep the the one-to-one-to-one and just finish it off with a little lemon lime soda. The one I'm drinking tonight is is the two-to-one-to-one with the Sprite in there. And it's always tasty. Impressive. That's very mixologist of you. Like like the one to one, and like I, I didn't take that much effort into making mine. I'm just like this will taste good together. Do, 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 do. Uh, science, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys remember that sweet tea bourbon craze uh, well, a while back? Unfortunately, I can't say that I do. Well, I did experiment because I bought like a little mini of of sweet tea bourbon, and I kind of played off what you did with like lemonade, but I did like the alcoholic owner Palmer. Okay. Style, okay. which is, in case you don't know what an old Palmer is, famous golfer in Florida here, and he loved to mix sweet tea and lemonade together, which is basically yep. just called yep. an old Palmer. It became a drink, but he didn't. He wasn't. He didn't drink. I don't think himself. But of course, uh, us alcoholics and alcohol enthusiasts decided to make our own, and they're they're alcoholic pre-made in the can, which you can get, which aren't that great. I've never had a pre-made alcohol drink in a can that tasted good. Yeah, and none of them have ever been well, really great. Yeah, if you get the pre-made drinks but they're they're like malt liquor drinks that are supposed to taste like you know like if you get like a uh a long island iced tea in the can it's not actually you know the liquors in there mm. it's just malt beverages that are it's like a watered down version of the original so it's yeah it's never gonna be as good but just back to my drink i, just, I kept it simple just uh ice sweet tea bourbon since it's sweet already you don't need to add sugar cubes or anything i just kept it simple and then uh, added lemonade and then I still have those moonshine cherries, so I popped a couple of moonshine cherries in there and nice. uh, came out nice. So just alcoholic on a palmer with cherries. Awesome. Worked out nice. perfect. You got a clever name for it, or it's the alcoholic on a palmer, palmer yeah. with cherries? I don't, uh, okay. his, his cousin, uh, uh, Dave Palmer. <laughs> 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 Dave Palmer, the alco- family alcoholic. 
Uncle Dave. Go. Uncle Dave Palmer. There you go. Shooter McGavin. There you go. There you go. go. Kind of pretentious. With a little sidecar, that's your shooter. Boom. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The shooter McGavin. Nice. I made my favorite summer drink, I guess. It's really just my favorite bourbon cocktail generally. It's a whiskey smash. Okay. Two parts bourbon, like a tablespoon of sugar or a little bit of simple syrup. Um, It is mint leaf, like seven mint leaves. You basically put it all into a shaker. You uh, muddle it. Oh, and lemon, Jesus. Lemon. The most important part is the lemon, right? The lemon smash or whiskey lemon smash. So you put like two to three wedges of lemon in there. Do you not? You muddle don't use, all together. You don't use a squeeze lemon. You use fruit. Oh, no, man. All natural. <laughs> I can't stand the squeeze stuff. Really? So I know it. Yeah, it's just, it tastes so artificial. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. We're from Florida, you know, Florida citrus. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag Florida, Florida citrus. citrus. You muddle all up. And uh, it's just, it's a really nice taste. It's bright. You get the Brits bourbon forward. It's got like a lot of lemon. I don't make it too sweet because I'm, I don't like too sugary of drink. It's nice. It'll, it'll knock you on your socks if you're, uh, well, cause it's just basically alcohol, right? <laughs> it's a mm. alcohol, sugar, and lemon and a little bit of mint. I like mojitos. And so this was kind of like, yeah. uh, I found this as an offshoot of that, but no carbonated water. Right. Cause it destroys it. It sounds almost like a mint julep style beverage yeah. almost. It, it would be a mint julep, basically, except that you're using lemon and stuff. Okay. Lime, right? Yeah. I, th- I think. Oh, there's no seltzer in this because okay. I love seltzer, but none of, none of this stuff. So anyway, those are our drinks. Again, it's summertime for some of us in the, in the U.S. And hope you enjoy them. We'll, we'll try to put them up on the website and you can. Yeah, definitely. So next portion of the show, we're going to go into the beards. I found an article. I was looking around the internet, right? Because what do you do when you have time on your hands? You look around the internet. And it was an article talking about a comparison study. Basically, the headline was like, men's with beards carry more germs than dogs with deadly bacteria in their facial hair. A study reveals. So this comes out of the Daily Mail UK, which is kind of a trash. It's, yeah, it's trashy. Well, by the amount of pop-ups that came up on the website, yeah, I would say it's trashy. Look, man, if I want to pay $19.95 to guarantee enlarge my penis, I'm going to do it. So well, that's you, up to you, buddy. I mean, that's you your leave, call. You leave that. I don't call that clickbait. I call that you know proper marketing. You can always get the ad blockers, you know, because our website doesn't have any ads. We're not trashy like that. But <laughs> ad block. But anyway, it was kind of a cool article. What do you guys think of it? I don't believe it. I don't want to see the men that were sampled for this because right. it goes back to from our previous shows with beard care. Are how often even showering? How often do you shower? Because the fact that a dog's fur, which is more fur per square skin inch, whatever you call that, is still, it's more surface area than your beard is. And I know that there's that old adage of the, the human mouth contains more bacteria than a dog's does, but you should be showering regularly. Uh, even, with you, even if you soap your hair and don't soap your beard, it should at least run down into your beard somehow. So I just want to see the men that were sampled for this and be like, are you homeless? <laughs> what is this? What? So I, I have issues with that. I, if, you, if you're taking care of your beard, you sh- I mean, you're going to have microbes in your beard anyway, because it is hair, but uh, right. you wouldn't have- Your skin has stuff. microbes too. Yeah, exactly. And that some of them are good. You need some of those microbes to, to stay around because they, they kill the bad ones. If, if you actually knew it was not living on your skin the whole time, you'd freak out. So which is why I don't look it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's why we stay away from it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, seriously, I, I, I question the validity of these articles. In theory, it was a peer-reviewed journal. I didn't check that part of it, but uh, I mean, it's out of Switzerland. It is peer-reviewed. I, I did look at it. Like some of the problems I had with it were, you know, they, they sampled 30 dogs and they sampled 18 guys. So that means kind of a red flag to start with. Yeah, it's, the sample size is off. Probably a sample convenience. Well, like you said, who did they sample? Was yeah. it just like, 
undergraduates who happen to have a beard nearby because undergrads are pretty disgusting. Yeah, so. live, live in the dorms with, I don't, I don't know how the UK does it. I don't know many people pack, they pack into their dorms, but. Yeah, I dig down a little bit into the, uh, into some other articles and it, there's basically, you have a lot of bacteria on your skin and there's no real difference between the bacteria on your skin and the bacteria on your beard. I mean, yeah, it's possible. There might be some stuff that sticks around, you know, if you, if you don't wash your hands after the bathroom, which you should, mm-hmm. and then you touch your face because every you time your face, you're going to get some transference there. So, you know, keep, wash your hands as you should right now, as, as always. You should, be, <laughs> right? you should have been washing our hands this entire time. Yeah, you, you should have. And uh, again, you touch your face, you're probably going to transfer some stuff. And it was, I thought it was interesting because the study was geared at, they have an MRI machine. They want to use, they want to let the vets use it when it's not in use for humans. And are dogs any more dirty or, you know, carry more bacteria, pathogens? humans that's what the entire study was so it wasn't even like but the mri isn't designed to search for microbes in like, on skin or on fur is it it's it's designed for like internal body scans i would no you're correct it's internal body scan they wanted to have the, the animals get mris in it and they wanted to make sure they weren't bringing in oh. pathogens to the mr machine oh but then again i mean even after every human that goes through they may have like the hospital's going to carry microbes in it so that's why you have to clean the mri machine <laughs> And you have to yeah, sanitize. I yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how many people went through the MRI machine before you stuck me in it for what, 45 minutes where it's whirring and claustrophobic enough. And I won't freak out. It's like, who, who's the last bacteria ridden person that went through this thing? Yeah. Anytime they're next to like face down, like getting a chiropractic visit or your doctor's office mm-hmm. touching things, like, oh, what kind of, kind of gross things are in here? Yeah. So it's not surprising that they found bacteria on the beard, but it's, I don't think it's any worse than you find anything else. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily worse, but it's going to be different than just your 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 regular skin or clean skin like skin. I mean, just two things that pop into my head. One, you've got stuff that's living in your in your beard. Your beard is protecting your face from not only the elements, but from from UV. You know, you're not getting UV hitting that skin as much, which is not going to kill as much bacteria. One, and then two, every time you shave, your your you may not see it or feel it, but you are breaking the skin probably no matter how, how sharp that blade is. So that is basically opening up your skin for, you know, microbial colonization. So, well, they tell you what before surgery, don't shave. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't introduce more back, uh, microbes into your system. I think that's the point, right? Yeah. There you go. But, but as far as the dog, I mean, I have no idea. Like, like you guys are saying, small sample size, and then the two groups, you know, the numbers were kind of skewed. You got 18 of one, 30 of another. You're not really comparing apples to apples. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I would want more data because I'm, I'm sure that with there being such limited information, you could probably argue it either way. Or just replicate it with a larger sample size. I think I was here somewhere else about like science is reproducing that same study and getting the same results, which becomes a theory, not a hypothesis. So you need to do that several times before I'm going to give you any kind of validity. I believe. But then again, you don't really need that with internet society now. You just say, oh, we'll do it one time. It's true. That's true. Yeah. Interesting segue. Rogue did a beer a few years back using microbes from one of their brewer's beards. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I never tried it. I, ne- I saw it. I'm like, I'm never trying this ever. I'm sorry. I don't care what yeast was there. I don't care what kind of yeast it was. I will never. I'm sorry. No, dude. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a that's a step too far for me. Although, you know, you've had have you had the Brazilian beer before? The what Zingzu? Yeah, I've had Zing, Yeah. Zing yeah. At least they spit in it. So I mean Well, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. Ancient methodology or whatever. They, they spit it. Okay, up. well, then I'm glad uh, so. I didn't know that at the time. I'm going to go throw up. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for our beard discussions. You know, wash your face. Wash your wash beard. Your hands. Yeah, wash your beard. Yeah. And get your dog, and get your dog groomed. Give your dog a bath, too, by yeah. the way, if you have a dog that requires that. Thanks. Wise words. Moving on to the brews. This was my recommendation because... I happen to like this beer a lot. So this is Le Vin du Mont, which is French for the end of the world. It is out of a, a brewery I cannot pronounce. Unibrook, maybe? Isn't that no, Unibrook? Unibrow, isn't it? Unibrew. Unibrew. Oh, it's it's yeah. easy. Yeah, Unibrew. It, it looks more fancy than it actually sounds. Unibrew. It's like one of the two brewing companies I know out of Canada. You got this and then Molson. I guess it's a Labatt. Well, oh, Molson Coors is. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Labatt. You've got Moosehead. That's about all the ones I know of off the top of my head. But yeah, Unibrew is my favorite because they have the widest variety of like craft beers. For sure. For sure. I don't know if it actually qualifies as a craft under the American system. Yeah, it, um, it probably doesn't, but it's still, it's not artificially produced as, as other beers. As like your moose head or your, your Labatt. Nothing wrong with those beers, but I prefer. You mean like mass produced? Yeah, basically is what I'm trying to say. It is a Belgian style triple. So at 9% ABV, it's got, you know, spices, it's bottle fermented. By the way, if you guys go get a chance, their website's freaking awesome. Yeah, it I just realized that. The beers, it tells you know, top fermentation, what it is. It's just a nice website. It's uh, effervescence is slow and sustained. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm, Let's see. Put your pinky up when you drink it. So I got turned on this beer because uh, there's a local restaurant that does happy hour, or the Virginia's equivalent of happy hour. They have a fickled hand of fate, and basically the bartender goes back and grabs whatever beer's in the cooler and blindly, quote unquote. And so you get $2 imports. I was with a friend and he knew the bartender. So we kept getting $2 of Le de Mont, which is a great price because this comes in at like oh yeah, $4 a bottle, something like that for their 12 ounce. It's one of my favorite go-to triples. You can find it pretty much anywhere. It's year round produced. It's got a pretty high rating on Beer Advocate. It's like 97. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty high, which is pretty good for a beer that's not widespread. So it's not considered craft, but I think it is independently owned by Unibrew. So they're not owned by anybody that's like one of the big guys. So right. they're still considered to be independent, not craft, but you won't find a lot of high ratings for that large of a, of a company on, on Beer Advocate because Beer Advocate full of snobs. But <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. If you produce, if you are not prepared for your beer, do not go to Beer Advocate and read about it because you will get, it's like reading the comment section on Reddit. It's like reading the, the comments on YouTube. Yeah. Like, oh, well, like. they, they don't allow like profanity and all that stuff. I mean, the, they have mods and they'll cut that stuff out, but they will trash you in the most educational way possible and call your beer uh, garbage. All right. So we're going we're gonna to sample this here. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really nice beer. 9%. It doesn't taste like nine. It doesn't taste like nine. It's sweet, but that's, a, that's kind of a triple in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some spice. You get that nice, yeah, you get that nice malt flavor. Not too heavy on the malt. It's it's the good thing about this beer is it it's not malt heavy. So you still you get the malt taste, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I think you get you get the taste of malt, but then you get more of the sweetness from the malts. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Good because so much of what I say doesn't. So I have to you know <laughs> I just have to check periodically. Right. Let's throw it out there. Make sure it sticks. Okay. Yeah. Definitely some spice. A little bit of clove. I'm getting... Yeah, I don't think they mentioned what spices they put with it, but yeah, I get some some clove. Yeah, I know. I think this might be heresy or not, but I think this is almost something where I would want like just the tiniest amount of like freshly squeezed orange juice in there to help bring out some of those extra flavors. But that's just me. Like, I could just see some citrus, add some citrus in there just to bump it up a little bit more. But it, yeah, it's delicious on its own. That's a beer mosa. 
There you go. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Which is, I don't consider heresy anymore. I mean, hey, it's, you want to mix orange with your beer to make it a little bit lighter so you can drink longer? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always heard it called a man mosa, not, not a beer mosa, but. That's what a friend of ours, Andrew, called it when he makes them. <laughs> yeah, I can see a slice of orange sitting with it well, or just a garnish with it. And you get the kind of the, the, the nose of the orange in it. Not very many hops. I'm not getting a lot of hops on it. No, and the IBU is super low. That's only uh, 19. Yeah, no, there's no hops. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, you're supposed to serve it between 54 and 57F. Yeah, it's one of those that you don't want too cold because if you have it too cold, it's going to take out of the flavor. Flavor, yeah. And it's too warm. It's just too warm. White, creamy, generous. These are the terms for their website. It does have a really great uh, mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Like the, the carbonation is like spot on. It's not. Oh yeah. It's not too much. It, it's it's not flat. It's got a, just a. Really it is kind of soft, level. but it's not. Yeah, but it's not like dead. So you you definitely get the effervescence, but not so much that it's like ah, oh, it's too much. Chemical reaction. This is a great beer. Like I said, you can find it just about anywhere. Mm. I say that I went to two stores today trying to find it. I was like, oh guys are running this stuff. Yeah, it's weird. I had to go. I looked at certain places too, and I had a hard time finding it. Oh, uh, really? I walked right in and broke a four pack and left. Well, <laughs> but uh, they also have other beers too. They have a line of beers. They have, uh, they, I think they do have a quadruple. They've got a double. They've got some like sour beers, I think. But yeah, just go, like like Greg said, go to the website, check it out. You'll definitely find something. If you don't like Lafindemont, I don't know why you wouldn't like it, but you'll you might find something that you like better. Well, you know, some um, people well, some people just only want like the the mouth rape of an IPA. So, you know. And you don't get that with this beer. You just get delicious layers of taste. Mm-hmm. It's not anything like an IPA or pale ale nope. or mm-hmm. anything that has an amount of hops in it. You're right. I, I'll forgive your your IPA hate today. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah, definitely. If you're not an IPA drinker, definitely check this out. It'll definitely it's got like the high ABV if you do want to feel a little frisky after you've had one or two, but it doesn't have that that kind of metallic hops taste that some people dislike. So yeah. Kind of a segue into a conversation still about beers. It's interesting because of the co- you know, the COVID-19 coronavirus, whatever you to call it. Uh, everything's been shut down for two months, give or take, something like that. It's hitting all businesses and small businesses, probably more than large businesses. Like there's been an uptick in alcohol sale and beer sales, but it's only for Beers you can find in a grocery store, right? Yeah, the so, package package stores too. There's a survey done by the Brewers Association, basically that saw that sixty uh, percent of small U.S. breweries believe that they're going to close their doors by mid July. And there's like eight thousand, you know, small breweries out there. Wah, it's, wah, it's wah. Uh, really? You're saying sad trumpet? Sad trumpet? I don't know. Why? Why do you? Why do you say that? See, I, I did not. I did not expect that from you, Beaver Tim. What? Because the wah, 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 wah is like, it's sad. No, that, that's a sarcastic want want want. Oh, it is? Yeah. I don't know. I, I when could. I hear want want wah, that's like saying, yeah, go fuck yourself. That's just, yeah. Oh, that's, I meant to say sad trumpet. Okay. So you are sad that the-, the I am sad, yes. Okay, there we go. I just, I was surprised at the number of small breweries, but it, it makes sense if you, if, like, I, I saw statistics saying 40% of these guys' revenues come from their tap room. Yeah. You know? So if you don't have a tap room, then you're, you're going to be hurting pretty hard. So it's interesting because all these small craft uh, breweries, they, they sell basically out of their tap room, right? So that's just kegs. And typically a keg is going to be pasteurized, right? Which is a way of preserving, mm-hmm. preserving the beer for longer than, you know, the 30 days I can think it's in a keg. It's, it's yeah. a relatively small number, or maybe it's even six months. I don't know. I'll top my head. Um, 
So they're having to dump like hundreds of thousands of gallons. Of yeah, that. I read that. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's the that's real, sad. real sadness. Yeah. yeah. That hurt my so heart. The Germans, or at least some of the German breweries were uh, just giving out for free. Yeah. yeah. I mean, giving free beer out. But better than throwing away, right? Yeah. I mean, at least give it to, you know, all of the animals that are going to be slaughtered that we can't do anything with. Let them get, you know, something drunk first before you kill them. Yeah. That's at least, you know, two birds with one stone. Unique take. Confused look on Beaverton's face. Have you not heard about all the animals that are having to be killed because there's just no way to process them all? I had not heard that. Oh, yeah. So there are like there are hundreds of thousands of animals, pigs, cows, chickens, everything, like, all over the country that are just being euthanized because the factories that process them are shut down because of COVID. So that's a dark fucking yeah, take on it that. It is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back to beer. We'll just see what the look because like a lot of local breweries are doing takeout. Curbside. Yep. Curbside stuff. So they're pivoting. So they're trying their best and they're getting it out there. So. I know our local Crooked Can, they're doing that. Uh, there's one downtown-ish called Rock Pit. They're doing that. A lot of brewers have, have adopted that kind of, just come in and order what you want real quick and then see you later because they have the crawlers and the growlers and, and they have their own fridges with their own cans. They can can themselves if they have a small canning line. Hopefully that'll sustain them until this kind of starts to blow over more, even though here in Florida, we are opening up to 50% capacity for certain places. So some of these breweries are able, if they have food, to with the brew pub to kind of open up with social distancing guidelines. So yeah, just a little PSA, you know, go to your local craft breweries. Um, a lot of them do a crowler fills, a lot of them growler fills. The growler thing, it's, you know, if you're healthy enough, maybe it's not a big deal. They wash it, you wash it. Yeah. So in, in theory, it's clean. As long as you just practice all the guidelines, you sh- we should be fine. Wear your mask in public and, and just obey the CDC guidelines. Wash your hands frequently and we should be able to be okay. So again, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show. I think that's going to do it for us. We are on Facebook, we have Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We have a website, bbbpodcast.net, and we do have a Twitter stream. At Bourbon Beards. Drop us a line, say something, say hi. Uh, we like hearing your feedback. Please add so, us. No, people don't say don't at me, at me. Yeah. That's good. Please. Please. So we're now going to segue into the silent B. This is the portion of the show where I normally come up with a fun question. That's a, I don't know, makes you question your existence of life. I don't know. But normally it's just a question I, I think up earlier in the day and ask the guys what they think. And we have a little conversation about it. It's always fun. Today, I've got a really good one. So here it comes. I don't have anything. So let's, uh, let's, let's brainstorm here a little bit. Come on, guys. <laughs> Help me out. I've got something great. Wait, I don't have anything. Brainstorm, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's yep, great. Yep. I, I like how you, yeah, you threw me off there because originally before the show, I was like, yeah, I got nothing. And then you went to, I got something great. Like, I got excited for a split second. I'm like, oh. Yeah, just play with your emotions, guys. They have announced a new Star Trek series since we've talked about, yep. we've talked about Star Wars, our previous episode. There's a couple, well, there's a couple new series out. There's Discovery, which is a little older. There's Picard, which is now wrapped up for a season. And this is kind of an offshoot of Discovery. It's called Strange New Worlds. Stupid it man. Will... Oh, God. Really? I don't like that name. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the name either, but I do like the fact that they're doing it with <clears throat> Pike's Enterprise. Yeah. The actor that played Pike in the second season of Discovery, along with Rekha Remain, who was number one, and Ethan Peck, who is Spock, will be doing their own series on CBS All Access. Oh, wow. Which I like because I like that ensemble. Even though I was like, oh, there's, a, there's another Spock. Great. 
He actually did a fairly good job at portraying Spock. He did an excellent job. Of, yeah, he did an he excellent did. job of portraying he, Spock. He even looks a little bit like Leonard Nimoy, I think a little bit more than Zachary Quinto did. So I'm looking forward to that. Plus, Rebecca Romaine is hot. And I want to see more <laughs> of her in that tunic. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm happy to see more, more Star Trek series happening and, and that CBS has taken this, uh, taken it as far as maybe they can take it. And as long as they keep doing quality writing, I'll be happy to uh, keep my subscription up to watch it. Yeah, but then, you know, so you, you know that one way or another, though, <laughs> what's going to happen to poor Captain Pike? Uh, that that's going to be stuck in the back of my head as I keep watching it. Like, you know, Oh, you watched the Titanic, right? I mean, you know, it's going to yeah. happen. Spoilers that uh, he already knows it's going to happen from discovery. Oh, see, I didn't so, know that. I never watched. Discovery, yeah. so. what, watch the second season. The second season is worth watching, but, but yeah, it's, uh, he finds out through this temporal thing, but he continues anyway, because that's what he does. That's so do yeah, exactly. So, but we know how that ends for him anyway. It ends on a positive note on the original series. So that's true. Yeah. So okay. we can kind of look past that and just concentrate on the adventure itself and not what necessarily is going to happen with him in the future. And it's going to be more episodic. There's not going to be any arcs. Cause like, Oh no, I'm tired of arcs. I'm tired of this. <laughs> long. Let's take the whole season and maybe we'll have one or two cute episodes, but the rest of it will be, we have to get this done. Oh wait, here's another twist. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be more episode like the original series, which is why I'm looking forward to it. You mean it's not going to be like the last season of Enterprise with the Zindi and the suit? And the nope. Oh, okay. Nope. It's going to be episodic. Yeah, there, there's something to be said about the Monster of the Day episode. Yeah. It's what made Trek it, so good back in yeah. the day because, well, most of the episodes. <laughs> it's just we have a, a certain problem or a certain monster or a certain issue to attack on one day and then Certainly. we solved it by the end and hey, yeah. we're good. And I, like, and I love Anson Mattis Pike. And again, Rebecca remains hot. I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I just have to, maybe I'll reinstate my CBS All Access, but I watched Picard and then I dropped it. So we'll see. Mandalorian season two, they're announcing cast, uh, cast oh, yeah. editions. Oh, yeah. Sackhoff. They, they, they had Picard season two announced when they were like on episode three or four. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, but no, they're announcing cast announcements. Who's going to be what in the next uh, Mandalorian series? Well, Can't... I'm guessing, and I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing. Patrick Stewart is going to be back as Jean-Luc Picard, probably. That's a fair, fair so. point. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter the other day, there is a, the, the actor who played Moriarty on Star Trek was like, uh, since we have a new Picard series, can we please find a way to get Mori out of that box? Yeah, right. <laughs> did, you, did you see the, uh, the thing with Brent Spiner, uh, his little musical thing, having, having his own issue with Zoom? Oh, yeah, I think I saw part of that. That was, that was brilliant. It's, it's like two and a half minutes long, and it'll, it'll put a smile on your face. The last thing on Trek was that they're petitioning to have Jeffrey Combs play the, the doctor, the new doctor who was featured on the, because uh, again, Pike was featured in the original episode, The Cage, which was never aired originally. And they had a doctor named Boyce who was a little bit more seasoned than McCoy. He, yeah. the opening scene, he, he, he goes to Pike's quarters and he fixes him a martini. Yeah, with the liquor, the yeah. portable liquor thing. He's yeah. like, and he's like, sometimes the man will tell his bartender things he won't tell his doctor. So they're like trying to petition Jeffrey Combs, who's played like multiple roles on Star Trek to be that. And he's like, well, it's what the studios think, but I d highly doubt the studio is going to pick me to be that. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I like, yeah. I like too on, uh, on Twitter, somebody asked Jeffrey Combs, like, uh, you know, between uh, Shran, Wayun, and one other, one other character that you played, like which one was your favorite? And his response was, that's like asking a parent to, to say which one, you know, pick one of your favorite your children and which one's your favorite child. Mm. 
And I thought that was a cool little response. Brunt, FCA. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, I really like Jeffrey Combs is a really good actor. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, him and Armin Shimmerman make good, oh, yeah. good alien characters. All right, well, I think that's going to finish up our show. Again, thanks for listening, everyone. This is Craig Scott, your host. With me, I've got... Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. And you can find us again on... Uh, we have Twitter stream, we have Facebook, and we have a website. So check us out. All right, guys. Until next time, uh, enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Enjoy your summer. Stay safe. We'll stay safe. Wash your hands. Safe. Social distance. Shop, all that shop locally. Stuff. Shop locally. We'll see you next time.